0: to episode 203 of the Muck Podcast, a member of the Odd Pods Media Network. Listen in as we discuss the dark and sometimes weird true stories in American politics. I'm Tina Hadamio,
1: And I'm Hilary Dougherty Hilary.
0: <laughs> Hi. It's been a week, girl. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm tired. And it's early. We're doing this very early. Because we have a full, full day <gasps> today. We do have a full day. It's going to be a fun day, though. Yeah, it'll be good. Yes. So, what do you got? Okay, s- in Florida news. Anna Eskamani posted, mm. I don't know if you saw this, What about uh, our SAT scores. Oh. We're 46th or 47th in the nation. And if you read the article, <laughs> it's so interesting because um, in Florida, you're not required to mm-hmm. take the SAT. You know, it's optional. Like if you're going to college, take the SAT. If you're not, you're not obligated to take it unless maybe you didn't pass the state reading test as like a sophomore, Mm. then they'll have alternatives like you can sit for the ACT or SAT and try to use that score as a passing score, Mm. right? Um, But in other states, it's mandated where every single student has to take the SAT. That's kind of like their...
1: So this is based on the people who actually want to take
0: the SAT. Yes, (laughs) correct. And we're still lower than some of the notoriously low states um, and places like Washington, D.C., where, like, they're always, like, the lowest because everybody tests. We're, yeah, we're lower than them now. So thanks, DeSantis. Well, and then you have that education commissioner, oh, Diaz,
1: right? Manny Diaz is yeah. it Who name? Who <laughs> responds to people on Twitter with, like, uh, cry more. Yeah. Because people were complaining about them closing schools and not paying yeah. attention to
0: education. And he said, cry more. Yeah. Thanks a lot. <laughs> And, you know, the, the sad thing is, is well, we have... It's desto-
1: we know their goal. Their oh, goal yeah. is to destroy public education. Yeah. And they're well on their way. They're well on their way. It's going to happen. Same it's thing with here in Broward. Like, I don't know enough about this issue to really comment too much on it. But we have two um, people that have been placed on our school board in Broward that are DeSantis uh, picks, appointees, yeah. you know? And so they've never been elected by people in their districts. Yet they want to fucking write editorials... About how the school should be, yeah. they want to make sh- they want these low, um, the low-scoring schools to be closed, so they can sell those properties yeah. and make money. Like, oh, we and we're, where we are these students going to pr- go? Where are they yeah. going to go? And also, how are these parents supposed to even fight this? Yeah, like they're not given the uh, resources that they need. They're not. It's just it's all fucked up. But it, the whole point is to dismantle and get rid of public education,
0: right? And. It's, it's such a mess. And we've heard it before where, where candidates like uh, a Donald Trump saying that, you know, one of the things they'll do, you know, um, uh, when, when they're elected is to get rid of the Department of Education. Mm. And my favorite thing of, of Donald Trump this week, because I just thought of him now that I said his stupid name, was uh, that, you know, um, he would be a dictator, but only for a day, only for one day, you know, to clean things up. And then, you know,
1: let me tell on. you something. That I don't know C- if you watched the Liz is this, Cheney. Is that not insane? No, I don't know if you watched the Liz Cheney interview on um Ra- Rachel Maddow, but it because she just wrote I a didn't, book. I didn't. It's so fucking good. But Rachel, like, without skipping a beat, there's no even hesitation. Liz, they, she said, "Do you think that if he's reelected, will he will he st- try to stay in office?" And she said, "Without a doubt, absolutely. Yeah, he will not leave that, and he will activate the military." Now, here's where. <laughs> this is where the here's civil where, war happens. Yeah, but here's like where the yeah, the the rubber hits the road. Yeah. Will the military take orders? Because we've seen generals come out since their retirement or right before they retire saying they don't work for dictators, right? No. And we had that one general say that. So like you would have to ha- they would have to buck orders of their commander in chief for the betterment of the country. Yeah. Imagine
0: that though. Because
1: they, 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 they actually work for the constitution. They don't work for the president, right? So that's what they'd have to do. Show me in the law where this says that this is something I should be doing. Yeah. That doesn't mean he can't activate his own army, his own, own military, his own militia. There's We saw January 6th. Yep, they're, armed, people. they're armed he's and ready to people. go. I, 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 let me say something else real quick. Because I think we've made it very clear, at least how I feel about January 6th. That was a terrorist attack on this yeah. country. It was an insurrection. We cannot forget or ever let the people in power right now try to rewrite what the fuck happened that day. And they started very
0: quickly. Oh, and they very still qu- do it within now. Within days, it was like, it's anti- Antifa. No, yeah. we well, need to no, be very now, clear now, about that. But now the language is like, oh, that was just a protest. Yeah. I didn't know the people, you know, uh, defecated. No. In uh, I've uh, been spaces how and many protests it on the
1: walls? How many protests have you been to where you break into government buildings and start uh, uh, of calling for yeah. them, looking for people to murder? None. Which, which and by we the way, we've been
0: to a lot of protests and rallies yeah. in our time a- in the past me, five absolutely. six years. And, but let me
1: say something else to more mm-hmm. to, to Speaker Mike Johnson, who came out this week saying they won't release this footage without the faces being blurred. Of the people in the building, because he they we're not going to let these people have to go to jail. He said this in a press conference. No, they they talking about people who are the are traitors to the United States of America, which then in turn makes you a traitor, sir. Right. But you're trying to protect your voters. Okay. So let me say let me let's say this: the next time that happens, because you have excused this behavior away, you've excused it away, and thank God the Department of Justice is prosecuting and putting these motherfuckers in jail. But because of your excuses, the next time this happens, there will be blood. Like they will find people and they will kill people. Because now they learn, you learn, yeah. They know what they need to do. This was not something you are asking for trouble. What are you doing? And you're trying to reason with absolute fucking maniacs who are under the direction of a fucking psychopath. Donald Trump is a psychopath.
0: He literally is. And the thing is, when he says he's going to be, you know, uh, have this one day of being a dictator. No. He, want, he has also said that he will come after the people. So what does that mean? Is he going to yeah. look at voter rolls and see who voted for him? Is he going to look at who's registered as a Democrat? Yes. Is he going to come after, you know, local political organizations and activists? Absolutely. Yeah. Like, but I we're don't not under. But th- see, we're I, at the bottom of that list. Oh at yeah. the top
1: of that list are Democrats that are elected or oh people yeah. who have been outspoken. Journalists, you yes. think your press is fucked now? Wait till you see what happens when this fucking. Donald Trump being reelected would be the end of. De- it's. He tried. They already tried to end our democracy right. by overturning a fucking election for the first time ever in our history. Be correct. Y'all, wait the fuck up. Wake up, y'all. It's happening, and I know Biden's a walking fucking mummy. I got it. I, I cannot watch these fucking uh, when he's out there on the tra- campaign trail. It makes me crazy scared. It it's, really does. And but, I can't. But 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 this is what we got, listen, and I hate that. It's I the hate lesser that. of two evils.
0: Yeah, but I, listen, listen. As Democrats, we got to stop putting that in front of people. Right. And, and listen, I get it. You know, are there so many other better people in the world? Absolutely. But yeah, you get s- this, this absolute dictator no. who, and maniac who's going to come and attack people.
1: I, there's nothing that makes me more sick than the, how they're trying to rewrite January 6th. Yeah. Like that was a moment in our lives, in our history of this country that is so significant and so important because we saw that build up to that. Like we knew something crazy right. like that was going to happen. And the fact that he has real elected people. Supporting. Who are not, yeah. yeah, like, that is wild to me. It's wild to me. And his numbers are strong. We really, really, really need to be talking oh to no, people. Oh, no, they've already said
0: he's going to win. But he's there's, already, he's there's the there's some nominee. people,
1: There, you know, he's going to get the nomination. I'm saying b- be Biden. But, like, yeah. some people are like, well, it's four years. It is not. No. What he did in the four years he was there, he did. Inc- it, because he didn't in know what he was un- doing. Now he t- t- knows. Yeah, the damage he did, look at the Supreme oh, Court. God. Look at what the Supreme Court it, the damage he did to this country will last for generations. We can't afford four more years. And again, I plead with you. I, listen, I'm not, I'm not pro Biden. I wanted Biden to, to tag somebody else, anybody yes. else. and Not not Kamala necessarily, but like anybody else to be the, the nominee. I wanted there to be a Democratic primary, but there
0: isn't one. So we've no. got to work with what we've got be, for the sake of this country. And I got to say, I got to say like, like the, 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 the other people, these other independents, mm. and we talked about it before, I think we talked about it last week, like the Jill Steins of the world. Oh, bitch. Who are um, running. Like, that's taking away <sighs> votes from Biden. Like, like th- this woman, I don't understand. It's like, you're so selfish mm. in this pursuit, you know you're going to lose. You know there's no way that you can win in a reality. Right. But your vain pursuit is greater Then the greater good of the country and any idiot who votes for for anyone who is is not one. And I hate a two party system. But at this point, I read an article in The Hill and it was like all about like the Trump supporter and 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 and, you know, the reasons why you will never, ever be able to change your mind or, you know, it it, it detailed these six different things. And at the end, he he said, I'm going to make a safe prediction for 2024, no matter who wins that election. Half of the country is going to think that America is over. Like that's where we are, and we've you know had elections though? in the past. But you know what? Though where where, where the country wasn't so you know. It,
1: it's yes, I hear you. You're right. That's what I mean. I feel like every election, which everybody's tired of hearing, including me, is right. like lesser of two evils. Right. This is the what this is the election of our lifetime. Yes. I I hear it. Yes, I process it. I know it's fucking insane, but more than ever, we know we don't have to guess what Trump will do. We know what we he know. will do. At least if it's Biden, even if he's taking naps half the time he's the president, we know that it's a, it, we're, our, our democracy will be, will be protected. right? We know that. No matter what a Republican Congress does, we know we'll be okay. We know it. So, like, let's save this guy off. I don't think even Trump will survive another four years. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he'll be too old Yeah, but you know what will happen? Later. He'll have
0: some kind of crazy, you know— Uh, a a dictatorship where his son automatically becomes the next president. You know what I mean? Well, here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. It'll just be Trump's forever. My my
1: other call for, is for Democrats. Stop making us say the lesser of two evils. Yeah. By the way, like as Democrats, we should not be saying that. Can we get like, we shouldn't uh, be having to say that. We should have a fucking system in place where we know what's going on. We should never have a uh, nominated Biden a second time. That should never have happened. But we are obsessed with this nostalgic idea yeah. of like great men or some bullshit, our savior. Yeah. yeah, Biden's done a good job. He has. He has. Great. He saved us he from saved that. Us. He saved us from a, f- a second us. term. But he but literally go. did. But did. stop forcing these decisions I on know. people. Stop asking the youth to get involved when you've put the crypt keeper up. Stop. <laughs> And 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 that's what they see, kids. That's a they're it's on what? these
0: fucking phones. They're doing yes. this. They they're, they're a they they are visual people. All think that he is old. And the let's other stop thing, pretending
1: like people don't vote based on looks. It's a real thing. It is starting with Kennedy. And it's not just like handsome. It's right. being able to articulate shit. Yeah. It's forgiving student loans. It's doing yeah. the things you said you were going right. to do. There's promises that have not been kept. Right. It doesn't mean I'm going to vote for Trump, but it also right. means give me an option. Well, that's I, not know gonna, with the, I
0: know with the student loan thing, like, you know, he gets stonewalled by, you know. Listen, the sen- but enough. he could do, he could do. There's, I think, there's got to be things that he could do. Yeah. So um, speaking of like old decrepit candidates, uh, the thing that I, I, so I saw that Jeffrey Dahmer's father died. Oh. Okay. And I was like, oh, this is, what Oh, what does this have to do with politics? And I, you know, I'm scrolling through the comments, like, you know, and uh, somebody goes, oh, he's just about the right age where he could have run for Congress. What? Yeah, like, somebody just put it, like, oh, oh, as a oh. joke. Oh, oh, oh. But I'm like, here we go. Yeah. Like, this is what people think of our political system, that some old dude on his deathbed was like, oh, oh, seems like one of our, uh, you know elected officials or could potentially he oh too bad he could have been running for office like it was something like that and it's like this is what we've become like uh, like a country where we only put old nearly dying
1: folks let me tell you something <laughs> in office when you look at that Gavin Newsom or you look at a Gretchen Whitmer yes who's uh, they're both first of all dynamic great. people and just think about one of them being the Democratic nominee. It'd be exciting. Holy shit. Exciting. Holy shit. Talk about rocking the fucking base. What the fuck? And Gretchen Whitmer's been killing it. Killing it. She's signing bills left to right. Yeah. They are ter- doing shit in Michigan that would fucking make your head spin. The same amount of horrible shit happening in Florida, they are do- doing it positively right. over there in fucking Michigan. And we've
0: said it. We would love to have her here um, as our governor, <laughs> I would love to
1: have her as a presidential nominee. She would Me have oh. my vote yep. She would have my vote but, today.
0: But it's like, what is this? If system? she challenged
1: Biden, I would vote for her. He would oh. have, a, he'd have a real problem in the primary against her or Newsom. Yep. And I'm sorry. And she would have been an outcast in the party. People would have who fucking cares? called for her head. But you know what? Somebody needs who to cares? do something. And it's not some fucking nobody from wherever the uh, Phillips. I don't know who the fuck. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to bring up the party. I don't. I don't want to do it, but you dumb motherfuckers, you dumb motherfuckers keep doing crazy (laughs) shit and you're getting the worst headlines is is I challenge the Florida Democratic Party to do one goddamn good thing and get an article written about it. Do one fucking thing that's good, but you know, here's how useless and fucking nobodies they are. At their convention, like a month and a half ago, they decided to only nominate Biden on to be on the ballot. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nobody came forward and said Phillips or or Marion Williamson right. or anybody else, the other guy from from Young Turks, and nobody, right? Yeah, nobody. So knows. they only nominated him, which means they send one name to the supervisor of elections, the state elections office. Which means Biden's name will not. There will be no primary in March for the Democrats. Right. Nobody noticed because nobody pays attention to what you guys are doing because you're fucking nobody, worthless, pieces of shit. Nobody cares about you. Nobody cares. Nobody noticed. Until all these candidates are like, what do you mean my name's not on the ballot? (laughs) Because also they're useless. How did you not notice a month ago? Okay? So now they're going to stay, they're threatening to sue the Florida Democratic Party because they didn't include their names on the ballot. Now, 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 now let me let you candidates yeah. know something real quick. You're not I'm totally win. I'm totally breaking You're my not rule. I'm to- win. totally breaking my rule. But no, let me let you candidates know something. They don't have money to hire a lawyer. Yeah, no. So <laughs> I don't know what you think they're gonna do. Like Nikki oh Fried maybe God. can step in and like argue the case. But what they've done <laughs> and what the what the Sun Sentinel has pointed out in their editorial about this, which is very, 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 very important, is that they didn't even think about down ballot candidates. Yeah. We have municipality elections in March and primary elections in right? Yep. There are very important other down ballot candidates, school board, city, county yep. commission. There's things that need to be there to bring democrats out, these dumb fuckers who don't come out except if it's a presidential race. Right. They don't come out.
0: And now they're going to go, "Oh, there's
1: no Oh, Biden's pro- are, no Oh, well, then primary. I don't need to." Yeah. But guess who's going to come out to vote between Dr- uh, Trump or DeSantis? All the Republicans and they're going to vote down ballot in the nonpartisan races on for city and school board and county commission. But the fucking Florida Dems who could not plan their way out of a wet (laughs) paper sack have basically told down ballot candidates to go fuck themselves. (laughs) And you know what down ballot candidates we already know they don't give a fuck about you. We already know that. And they're defending their decision. You know oh nobody at the convention step forward. We have rules. Nobody step forward and try to nominate them. Why don't you think forward? Think forward. Think forward. And by the way, nobody's patting you on the back for it only being Biden. We're for Biden. Nobody's going to pat you on the back for that. No, no, Biden's not calling you up and saying, thanks, Nikki. Nobody's doing that. All you did is make it make less Democrats come out to vote in March. But guess what? The day that I fucking really understand that the Florida Democrats care about people voting is the day that I'll fucking die. <laughs> Strike me dead. Strike Ooh, me dead. Don't put that out that there,
0: girl, Don't put that out there.
1: When they actually show <laughs> that they give a fuck about voting and not a tour, getting on a tour bus <sighs> and bringing their sorry asses all over the state to talk to fucking nobodies, then I'll fuck. strike me dead, God. Do it.
0: Ooh, that was good.
1: Put it, and then put that on my... Uh, great yeah, okay. <laughs> struck dead by God because the Florida Dems did something right. right. Okay, we got <laughs> it. This is twenty minutes into All me. Right. I have. Okay, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Let me tell you something. You are so lucky <laughs> that George Santos is charging three hundred and fifty dollars <gasps> for cameos because oh. bitch, you almost got a Christmas oh, present. Guess
0: what? You know what's so funny is what? my sister-in-law. Yeah, my sweet sister-in-law, Yo-Yo. She was like, "Oh my God, you gotta get this for Hillary for Christmas." Oh <laughs> my God! You and know I was on cameo. So, you know I, I was on cameo, so and I was hard. like,
1: "How much is this? Because <laughs> maybe we could oh split it. Maybe we could take muck God. money and pay for this." Be that t- that be so if George funny? Santos did a muck, hey <sighs> muck podcast, hey listeners, so happy that would be the start of our show. Oh my, every God. fucking week. Oh, but I was God. like, Tina's getting this for Christmas. That's all three fifty, and I'm like, eh, yeah. maybe not too much, a little too much. <laughs> I but I love. They're so the hard. greatest. They're the greatest cameo. These videos are so fucking good. These cameos. He is coming
0: out. Yeah, he's just. Did you see that Jared Moskowitz uh, posted the de- so the memorial? yeah, Com- yeah. <laughs> and it's funny, you yeah. know, because it, it's like you know Santos and yeah. and, and and the former McCarthy's uh, leaving speaker and you know, uh, but at the same time I'm like okay it's funny but like. You know, oh no, we the can't. world's on fire. No, man. we can't do
1: anything serious. We can't do anything serious. Um, yeah. So anyway, George <laughs> Santos on cameo. Those videos are so great. Oh and this, he don't give a fuck. No, he don't give a fuck. Good whatever they ask him look, to say. He Let says him make it. money. They're Let's really, just please. write a script. Let, we'll figure out the money. You, oh maybe each of us pay a part of it, and then Wouldn't we'll take money from so the muck funny? and do an opening. And he can do our opening. I'm I'm here for this. If there's there is nobody who else alive right now who is more uh. Uh, fits the bill more <laughs> to open this
0: podcast than George Santos. <laughs> That's an investment. That is. Would we have to say? Can we use this for our opening? Oh please, no. We paid for it. We oh. paid
1: for it. Okay. And, so, and I think maybe if we were making money off the podcast, but that that ain't happening. Although Patreon, Patreon, hey. please you thank keep us you. afloat. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank um, you. we never. <laughs> okay, hold on. Let me skip that one. Okay. So, City of Fort Lauderdale. Yo, yo. Ten years ago, they passed a bill that banned feeding the homeless. And these stupid fuckers never thought (laughs) that the press would bury them, that the public would outcry because they were listening to their rich... Yeah. Uh, constituents over there yeah. in downtown Fort Lauderdale mm-hmm. who don't want to drive through the city and see encampments and mm-hmm. who's feeding them the, the religious people there was yeah. a, a priest who was cited yeah. a, a reverend who was cited he was like 90 years old and they gave him a citation after this law was passed he's like oh I remember, remember that, that I remember the that. old man yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah. there's an organization called food not bombs and yes. their whole mission is to uh, obviously they're anti-war uh, like that but they also are to feed the homeless and they would once a day. Once a day, they set up camp. Uh, set up by this encampment by the, yeah, the, the lo- downtown, library, downtown and library, and they yeah. would feed the homeless. And there's a line. I mean, how is that a bad thing? But the city of Fort Lauderdale,
0: we don't like it. So yeah, because people are walking into the library and they're like, we don't want to see it. And really, yeah, it's more about it's making it's, people uncomfortable, it's right? But the from where I remember where they were, it wasn't. You know, you would come out of this, the, the library and you could see them like across the street kind that's right, of like, that's right. it wasn't, I don't know. Like no,
1: it's on the same street, but it's on the, right, side. On the you, side. You don't. It's when you walk into the, the parking garage, you can't see them. Can't okay, see It doesn't either, either way, who it doesn't matter. I would never go, oh, I would never do that. No. This is people who are f- for no money. This is a volunteer organization, nonprofit organization, mostly of younger people. We did work with them in the beginning right. with Women's March. Like these are younger people who are going out of their way. To, to do a service right. so people aren't going hungry on the streets of Fort Lauderdale. Well, we passed this ordinance. Oh, the the, the way that the, pre- so now after this ordinance passed, you have to go get a permit, which could have fees up to $6,000. And they're like, so food, bomb, bo- food Not Bombs as an organization sued the city of Fort Lauderdale. And they, and city of Fort Lauderdale lost their case because it's unconstitutional. Right. You can't tell people what to do in this way. So they lost the case like five years ago. And this Food Not Bombs, this nonprofit broke, group right i mean yeah. poor like they, they're a non had a 1.5 million dollars in legal fees <gasps> so they said to the city of fort lauderdale uh you're, you're it you have to pay these fees and it went back and forth in court and um because the city offered to their lawyer to the food not bombs lawyers like three hundred and fifty thousand dollars to settle it and the the lawyers are like no we have the 1.5 million dollars in bills so that's a lot. That's wild. Yeah. So this judge yesterday finally ruled that the city of Fort Lauderdale has to pay six hundred and forty thousand dollars in these legal fees. Wow. So it's like they, the the quote in the article was they split the baby, right? Like it's more than yeah. what they wanted to settle for, but it was less than what they actually right. would should have paid. But like, what could you have done with six hundred and forty thousand dollars for the homeless? Right. What could you have done? Yeah. Because now you've now. <laughs> You know, and it's fucking crazy. We we know how the city was treating those folks over there. They bulldozed their homes, like the tents, all their stuff. All their stuff. It was crazy what was happening. People
0: were like, it was like. Their sleeping bags, all of their backpacks, because they would leave it there, yeah. And they got rid of every, they threw everything away. Because remember, then they did a whole drive, yes, to try to get more sleeping bags and stuff because they had nowhere left to sleep. Like yeah. they all their IDs, their their social security oh cards, God. everything was gone. And they put it in like garbage bags, and they're like, go
1: dig through these random garbage bags to find your stuff. Oh my
0: God, it's it's just it's, heartless shit, that's dude. Just not how you treat people, no. But and and so many people are just so gross, and I get it, because in in um, near where I live, any you know like I have a library near where I live, and uh, and a lot of the homeless people hang out there, and where where are they going to go? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and like these
1: people were just trying to give them some
0: food, and we need to <coughs> find a solution because we're seeing more and more. Yeah, um, we just talked about that. Yeah, we were just talking about it, and we're seeing more and more homeless people. And we're not doing anything to help the situation. And this is the time, too. Like, like in, fo- know, in Florida, the shelter, they come down in the wintertime. I winter feel time. like there's got to be ways that we can, and I think other states have g- come up with ways of, 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 you know, semi-permanent housing, like, things to, like, help people, you know, um, stay and then move to the next, move to the next, just to get them out. Yeah. You know? I don't know. Anyway, giant blunder. And that's pro- finally providing like providing mental health services, providing you know, treatment for drug addiction, like all of this is tied together and, and we just dismiss these people like they don't matter. And that's somebody's family, you know, it's somebody's kid. It's somebody's brother. It's somebody's homeless. Uh. I think they did a survey down there.
1: I think it was like 80 to 85% of the people that were there were like, were there because they, they were like one paycheck away from losing their housing. Right. And one of the women I remember in an article years ago had been in a car accident and she couldn't go to work for weeks. And lost her apartment, and that's why she was living on the street. Like it was somebody who was living a normal
0: life, and right. then all of a sudden, and that's then it. Thinking about the way that our our, our uh, rent costs, right, right, and all of like we are now like like more than New York. It costs more than New York to live in South Florida, and what are we doing? To, because not we're not the, the minimum wage doesn't match. You know what I mean? So, like, it's a a never ending cycle. It's just.
1: No, it's terrible. I I don't know. Anyway, Fort Lauderdale, get it together. So, we never brought this up on the podcast, and I don't know what, why. I think because it was right at, right? Like, it was like the night of Thanksgiving and the day after Thanksgiving. And so, everything kind of like we weren't recording for a couple weeks, but we, okay, so we've received a couple of emails in the last month or so from people who've listened to the podcast and were directly involved in the stories or whatever. And so, and we've had contact with some of these folks and it's been an incredible experience to be honest with you. And so uh, my first thing is like, we need to get them on the podcast, you know, but um, to know that these stories are actually reaching people that are involved in them is wild to it's me wild. I mean I know we do old-timey stories but to really think that somebody we've received emails like this before people yeah. who worked on a campaign for somebody who we did a story about yeah. them they're like yo I, w- had, I worked for that person and it's it's really insane to hear these yeah, stories we had
0: someone's daughter once who's yes. you know uh we covered the dad and yeah and was like Hey, I found this, and you really covered it, like, you know, correctly, even though he had done something wrong, and so. Yeah, it was
1: incredible. So, we received an email, which I thought was wild, from a detective, who, and private investigator, named Kent Gilpin, Dr. Kent Gilpin, and this person was the private investigator that Carol Kittle's hired to find Vicky Kittles and her mother after she was, she dipped from Broward uh, and, and the went all over the state. So I covered Vicki a few weeks ago. I'll find the episode and let you know, but she uh, she was the animal hoarder and her mother was never seen again. It was episode 195. Um, and her mom was never seen again. And Kent Gilpin, when he found her, he arrested Vicky. He was asking where the mother is. And so he found the podcast yes. because i told you when you when i was searching for vicki kittle's information before our podcast you there was a couple of articles i t- pulled a lot of my information from that one site of the of the people who are right. the, the lawyers who work the advocates for the animal to stop animal hoarding but now when you search it it's all muck shit. Ooh, and hi. so <laughs> so like <laughs> he found you know he's an older man now he said he's going through some health issues but this case is one of those cases that sticks with him because mm. he never found the mother. And so he he's reached still, out to and he's us still working on it. Yeah. He reached out to us to say, if you hear from anybody, anybody who has information, cause they find your podcast, please let me know. I still want to do work on this. I'm still in contact with Carol Kittles. They, li- they both live in Miami. And he said the most important part and the part I was the most worried about, <laughs> it's all in caps. If she contacts you, if Vicky, do not talk to this woman. Do not think she's okay. She's not safe. Be careful. I do mean, not wild. do not interact wild. with her. And wild. I was like, you know, wild. yeah. So, I wrote him back and I was like, this is incredible. He really he's oh, he also thanked us for not making her sound like she was a savior, to making it to to telling the right. truth about how dangerous she was and the bad things that she was doing. I loved this letter. I loved this email. It yeah, Made me it, feel so it good. It was so
0: it's just, you know, we think that, you know, we put this out and we mm-hmm. know that we have, like, our... I feel like that we have, like, the people that listen to us all the time. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's exciting to know that, you know, that... Not that we're making some kind of difference, but that we are spreading the word and spreading the word and and having someone involved reach back out to us and say, oh, you did a good job. Like that makes me feel good,
1: especially this guy who's heavily invested in this,
0: especially, you know, the mother was never
1: found. We still have no idea. And that is haunting to not know what happened to this woman. So uh, anyway, I reach, I emailed him back, but he never responded. But I was like, "We'd really love you to come on and talk about this case. <laughs> like, I would love, right. love to hear about um, just the whole pursuit, finding you know? her, yes. what she was like there, what it, what how you know how the family has been since then. Like, I would love to know what's going on because." This story is still, and also, we don't know if she's still alive. That was, uh, the whole time I was like, is she alive? Could she be? Like, who knows? We don't know. Mm. So, yeah, anyway, good, good email. Uh, So, all right, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, let's see what we've got today for you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I like getting, I like having story time. I know, I know. It's so much better than having to do it yourself.
1: Hey there, I'm Dave, the host of Beer in Front. Sometimes the beer in front of you is the best one yet. I'll talk about some old school beers that maybe you've forgotten about, some new beers that have the potential to be a classic. I'll also talk to various people around the beer world and get their stories all about beer. That's Beer in Front, and it's available on all of your favorite podcast apps. So today, I'm covering the mayor of Chicago, Anton Cermak. Oh. Oh. Cermak. You know I love that Chicago girl. Oh, oh. yes. And I love New York, but I really love (gasps) Chicago too. That was weird. Uh, That's funny. Okay. Anton Joseph Cermak was born to a mining family in Kladno, Austria, Hungary, which is now the Czech Republic. He immigrated with his parents to the United States in 1874 and grew up in the town of Braidwood, Illinois, where he was educated before beginning work uh, to work full time while still a teenager. It was those days, you know. He followed his father into coal mining and labored at mines in Will and Grundy counties. Dang. After moving to Chicago at age sixteen, Sir Mac worked as a tow boy for the horse-drawn streetcar line, and then now tended. This is
0: after working in the mines, yeah, dang, like he wanted to get out
1: of there. You know, I mean,
0: but sixteen.
1: I know. On his own. Yeah. And then he tended horses in the stables of Chicago's Pilsen neighborhood. During the early years of his working life, Sir Mac supplemented his education with evening high school and business college classes. Good for you. Oh, amazing. So after saving enough money to buy his own horse and cart, he went into business selling firewood, and he subsequently expanded his venture into a haulage business. So this motherfucker this ain't sleeping on that money. Okay? Amazing. Yeah. He's going to do it.
0: He believes I in mean, himself. Imagine you buy a horse. Yeah, you get a little heart, a little That's cart. Same. You hitch it up. Yeah. Got your little firewood in the back and you're going through town.
1: That's right. Some firewood. Yeah. That's cute. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. As he became more politically active, Cermak served in the municipal government jobs, including as a clerk in the city police court and as a bailiff for the municipal court of Chicago. As his political fortunes began to rise, Cermak was able to take advantage of other business opportunities, including interest in real estate, insurance and banking. So he's now involved in the world of politics in Chicago, which we have talked about, uh, over and over and over again on this podcast, it's a crazy, it is fucked crazy. up city
0: to be involved in politics, and it's corrupt from the get go. From the get go, I don't, I don't think you can
1: be in office no. more than
0: a day without being no. corrupted somehow. And it
1: don't <laughs> matter if you got a horse and buggy. <laughs> oh. We're gonna, we're gonna get, in we're gonna get involved, and we're gonna fucking build this <laughs> shit right. He beg- began his uh, political career as a Democratic Party precinct captain. In nineteen oh two, he was elected That's to the <laughs> he was elected to the Illinois House of Representatives in 1902. So seven years later, he became alderman of I wonder if as a precinct captain he got a booklet on what he was supposed to do.
0: I'm sure that he had some guidance. Did you have guidance? <laughs> <laughs> Can the Broward
1: Democrats see the book from 1902 to get an idea what the <laughs> fuck we're supposed to be doing out in these streets? Okay. Oh, my God. So seven years later, he became an alderman of the 12th Ward, serving two terms, one from 1909 to 1912, and another from 1919 to 1922. So also remember, we're, now we're in the 20s. We're going to start getting into Prohibition. Yeah. In Chicago was a, a bad thing because the mob would get involved. Yes. I've done a tour of, like, on the river of all the build like the architectural tour in Chicago. And there's one building, and they pointed out to you where Capone would hide all his liquor. It was oh like he'd wow. take a car elevator all the way up and he'd hide his liquor up there. So, nice. yeah, we're talking about Al Capone. Ooh. Al Cap- Paisan, no? hi. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Stormack was elected, oh. to the president, uh, elected president of the Cook County Board of Commissioners in 1922 oh. and chairman of the Cook County Democratic Party in 1928.
0: So, he's moving on up. Moving up. In
1: 1928, he was a Democratic nominee for a seat for the United States Senate, oh. but was defeated by Republican Otis F. Glenn. Okay, in 1931, he's elected mayor of Chicago. That's huge. Crazy. And and
0: now we're moving into the Depression, so this has got
1: to be hard. Here we go. So his mayoral victory... In the wake of the Great Depression, the deep resentment many Chicagoans had of prohibition and the increasing violence resulting from organized crimes control of Chicago. So he's not getting elected at the greatest time. Right. Many ethnic groups such as as Czechs, Poles, Ukrainians, Jews, Italians, and African Americans who began to settle in the early 1900s were mostly detached from the political system due in part to a lack of organization which led to underrepresentation in the city council. Mm. As an immigrant himself, Cermak recognized Chicago's relatively new immigrants as a significant population let's go of disenfranchised voters which had the potential to be a large power base for Surmac and his local democratic nice. organization right okay so before Surmac, the democratic party in cook county was run by irish americans the irish first became successful in politics since they spoke english right right and became and because coming from uh. an island i don't know how much is how true this is but becoming from an island on the edge of europe they had few ancestral enemies so you know, when you come over, you don't like this country and you don't like that country and oh. you don't like, you know, so all, and then you settle in neighborhoods that are just Polish, right? Just Czech, just, just Italian. Jews, just, just Italians. Italian. Don't yeah. leave the
0: Italians out. Uh, just Italians. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: how can we leave them out? They're running the organized crime, <laughs> Tina. They're killing everybody, but we won't forget about them. Thank you. Well, the Irish were pretty nasty. Maybe, too. Yeah. All right.
0: Not all. Listen. Not every Italian is in the mafioso.
1: That's why I'm very nice to Tina because I don't know where these connections go. Look at, yeah, I'm scared. (laughs) Don't, don't sleep with your, at least sleep with one eye open when you're around Tina.
0: (laughs) Don't mess with me. No, no, I would never. I would never. my family. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Hi.
1: Yeah, she comes off sweet, but we don't know what's (laughs) going on. (laughs) Sometimes I post those funny things in my stories because I know that you'll like them, like Polly, um, you know. But then also I posted this one about the Grateful Dead yesterday, and now I don't know. I don't want to offend Tina either because (laughs) I don't want her to like come. She's gonna come and go like this to me and i be like, "Oh shit, sorry." Okay. So, um, uh, they had an old saying that went, "Quote: A Lithuanian won't vote for a pole, and a pole won't vote for for a Lithuanian. A German won't vote for either of them, but all three will vote for a turkey. An Irishman." wow so i never knew that me neither okay. so as surma and also because probably they were the ones in power
0: right well and maybe because they're immigrants as well but they spoke the language that they felt yeah. like they could at least connect to maybe another group that mm-hmm. you know spoke the language of this country and could yeah. understand like their issues too i don't know i'm yeah. speculating none of this is probably true but yeah
1: so as surma climbed the local political ladder the resentment of the party leadership grew because he's not one of them he, they're all irish and he's this immigrant check mm. who's moving up the ladder and they're like who the fuck is this guy right we have felt that way about some people sometimes we're like who the fu- where did yeah. this motherfucker come from yeah sometimes it's a really good thing though we and need people from the outside not. and sometimes it's not sometimes it's like bitch who you kidding <laughs> okay so when the bosses rejected his bid to become the mayoral candidate sir mac swore revenge oh <gasps> He formed his political army from the non-Irish elements and even persuaded the black politician, William L. Dawson, to switch from the Republican Party to the Democratic Party. Dawson later became a U.S. rep from the 1st District district and soon the most powerful black politician in Illinois. Wow. I want to cover him one day because he's, I read must stuff about him. He sounds incredible. So Cermak's political and organizational skills helped create one of the most influential political organizations of his day with support from Franklin D. Roosevelt, American badass. West. <laughs> Did you know he kill, killed werewolves? He's <laughs> <laughs> got those silver bullets <laughs> from his wheelchair. Uh, so he became, uh, he had support from him on the national level. Surmac gradually wooed members of Chicago's growing black community into the Democratic fold. When Surmac challenged the incumbent William Big Bill Hale Thompson in the 1931 mayor's mayor's race, Thompson, who represented Chicago's existing Irish-dominated power structure, responded with an ethnic slur that <gasps> ridiculed Sir Mac's teamster past and that he pushed a cart. Mm. He said the, a couple of things. Quote, I won't take a backseat to that bohunk <gasps> chair mock sure mac or whatever his name is and quote now bohunk i looked up i remember when remember in 16 candles when molly ringwald's dad called the fiance f- that greasy bohunk oh yeah yeah a bohunk means immigrant <gasps> like it's a sl- immigrant slur now we know that movie is oh, uh, problematic that but movie, i didn't realize that it was that problematic that
0: movie is so problematic yeah i i you know tried to watch it again and i was like oh no that's how i feel about these live
1: albums i love i listen i've been listening to the same live album live from the sands with the rat pack and it's really fucking good i mean the music is incredible but the dialogue i have to skip those because when sammy davis jr comes out it's jew because he was jewish it's jew jokes it's black jokes at one point dean martin says to him hey sammy smile so the audience can see you my god what oh what and he's like these and then sammy's like and these are my best friends <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like this fucker was the he was the joke of the group it's wow. scary horrific all of it is but the music i can't i can't I even about sammy about davis jr is so fucking i mean he's amazing okay another thing he said this was tony tony where's your push card at oh <gasps> and then he said can Go you get pick your shine box yeah this is a hi- uh, yeah h-
0: hitting goodfellas yeah
1: and then he said, quote, can you picture a World's Fair mayor with a name like that? <gasps> end quote. Because, you know, Chicago with the World's yeah. Fair and the, and the Ferris wheel. Oh my God, racism is so ugly. Mm. So Cermak replied, quote, he doesn't like my name. It's true. I didn't come over on the Mayflower, but I came over as soon as I could. End quote. Pretty good. Which, you know, kind of goes to, like, the people who are also coming over, you know, that are just getting there. It was a sentiment to which ethnic Chicagoans could relate, and Thompson's prejudicial insults largely backfired. Thompson's reputation as a buffoon... Main, uh, many voters disgust with the corruption of his political machine and his inability to, or unwillingness to clean up unorganized crime in Chicago were cited as major factors in Cermak capturing 58% of the vote mm. in that mayoral race in 1931. Cermak's victory ended Thompson as a political power oh. and largely ended the Republican Party's influence in Chicago. Indeed, all the mayors of Chicago since 1931 have been members of the Democratic Party. Wow. Come on. Wow. Give it up for that fucking shit. Wow. Because Chicago is super Democrat. Now, the state varies. Yes. Illinois. But Chicago, which is is where the main power is, is Democrat.
0: A city Mm. with colleges. Mm. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. Why would they be blue?
1: (laughs) For nearly his entire... (laughs) Educated. (laughs) For nearly his entire administration, Cermak had to deal with a major tax revolt. So here's the pushback. Oh, no. Right? We don't like it. Republicans... Now we're going to make you suffer. Give me a break. Yeah. Which ends up making the city suffer, not CERMAC, but, you know, it makes them, doesn't make them look great, but right. it also is like people suffer for that. From 1931 to 1933, the Association of Real Estate Taxpayers mounted a tax strike. At its height, the association, which was headed by John M. Pratt and James E. Bister, had over 30,000 members. Much to CERMAC's dismay, it successfully slowed down the collection of real estate taxes through litigation and the promos- promotion of the refusal to pay. to pay. In the meantime, the city found it difficult to pay teachers and maintain Services, Cermak, excuse me, Cermak had to meet with President-elect Roosevelt and to request money to fund s- essential city services. A, 1930, a 1993 survey of historians, political scientists, and urban experts conducted by Melvin G. Hawley of the University of Illinois at Chicago ranked Cermak as the 25th best American big city mayor to have served between the years 1820 and
0: 1993.
1: Dang. Amazing, right? Okay, so here we go. On February 15th, 1933, while shaking hands with President-elect Franklin D. Roosevelt, American badass, at Bayfront Park in Miami. Oh, my God. Which we've all been to, Yes. Oh, the concert's there. Yeah. Uh, Cermak was shot in the lung (gasps) and mortally wounded (gasps) by Giuseppe Zangara, who was attempting to assassinate Roosevelt. (gasps) Now, we need to talk about this. You want to you talk about your uh, paisans again? Listen. We're going to yeah, get into this, I Tina. Can't cond-
0: I, I can't control
1: the Italians. I mean. Wow. So is, let me tell you just a bit about Singara then we'll go back yes. into him. But Zingara was born on September 7th, 1900 in Ferruzzano, Firaz, Calabria, Italy. Oh,
0: he's Calabrese.
1: Oh, he's Calabrese. <sighs> After <it's> serving <Calabrese. laughs> <laughs> with the Italian Royal Army in the Tyrolean... Alps during World War I. He did a variety of menial jobs in his home village before emigrating with his uncle to the United States in 1923. He settled in Patterson, New Jersey and became a naturalized citizen of the U.S. in 1929. So back to the shooting because yeah, we'll so get into what's, Zagara. What's he
0: got, uh, against FDR? We'll
1: see. So at the critical moment that he was about to shoot Roosevelt, Lillian Cross, a woman standing near Zangara, hit Zangara's arm with her purse and spoiled his aim. <gasps> so it hit. Sir Mac. Wow. You know, this kind of stuff. Yeah.
0: These tiny little changes. Changes, changes the course of history.
1: Yes. Yeah. Lillian Cross with her giggly oh, yes. arm. Fucking <laughs> didn't kill
0: Roosevelt. Which is good because we needed him to kill those Whoa. fucking werewolves. <sighs> but, but it just blows my mind. Yeah. It blows my mind. Yeah. Those
1: little moments, right? Yeah. In addition to Sir Mac, Zangara hit four, because he was like, boom, boom, boom. He hit four other people. <gasps> Margaret Cruis, 21 of Newark, New oh, Jersey, she no. was shot through the hand. Russell Caldwell 22 of Miami hit squarely in the forehead by <gasps> a Spence bullet uh which embedded itself under his skin. Oh. Mabel Gill of Miami shot in the abdomen and William Sinnett, a New York police detective who received a glancing blow to his forehead and scalp. All four of those injuries were minor, like oh. nothing, nothing uh tr- you know uh, oh, deadly. Abdomen is I mean yeah, survives, right? Thank so God. once at the hospital, Cermak reportedly uttered the line that engraved that is was engraved on his tomb, saying to Roosevelt, quote, I'm glad it was me, not you. End <gasps> quote. Now, the Chicago Tribune reported wow. the quote. The Chicago Tribune reported the quote without attributing it to a witness, and most scholars doubt that it was ever said, but <laughs> it's fucking gold, baby. Yes. You gotta make sure that you have that in the story. Right. Chicago Tribune, it's okay. Let's just let's fucking <laughs> let it go. And they put it on his tomb so it's there now. Yeah. <laughs> it's now it, it must be true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it's if it's engraved in stone, it's real baby, <laughs> it's real. Oh, What's God. that movie where there's like Je- it's a reenactment of Jesus with the tablets of the Ten Commandments. It was oh, fifteen, oh, and then he dropped oh, one. He's like, no, "Now know, it's Ten <laughs> Commandments." <laughs> it's not. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, "Funny." I forgot it's what it not was. Life it was funny. Brian. It's <laughs> maybe, low.
0: maybe was it Monty Python? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> now <it's> only
1: ten. <laughs> oh my god! So. <sighs> Zangara told the police that he hated rich and powerful people, but not Roosevelt personally. Later, rumors circulated that Cermak, not Roosevelt, had been the intended target, as his promise to clean up Chicago's rampant lawlessness posed a threat to Al Capone and the Chicago's organized crime syndicate. Oh, so there's all these like because he's from maybe it's this. as well. Like, yeah, if like if it was why? some rando guy from Miami, yeah. maybe different. Oh no, no, he's not from. Uh, what's his name is not from Chicago Zangara he was from New Jersey oh oh Jersey okay but still still north yeah like why why was he there what was he doing so one of the first people to suggest the organized crime theory was reporter Walter Winchell who happened to be in Miami the evening of the shooting longtime Chicago newsman Len O'Connor offers a different view of the events surrounding the mayor's assassination he was written he has written the that alderman Patty Baller and Chicago and Charlie Weber. Uh, informed him that relations between Cermak and Roosevelt were strained because Cermak fought Roosevelt's nomination at the Democratic Convention in Chicago, which doesn't mm. make sense either. Author Ronald Hub- Humble uh, provides yet another perspective as to why Cermak sh- uh, was killed. In his book, Frank Nitty, The True Story of Chicago's Notorious Enforcer, Humble contends that Cermak was as corrupt as Thompson and that the Chicago outfit hired Zangara to kill Cermak in retaliation for Cermak's attempt to murder uh, Frank Nitti. Now,
0: I don't know. There's, there's no, no like evidence no. that he was involved in this other plot. No. So, um, that's wild. Yeah. Well, this these is theories. the other great thing is all the theories that come yeah. out after something. But like then this.
1: we'll get into this. But yeah. like, so Sir Mac died at Jackson Memorial Hospital in Miami on March 6th, partly due to his wounds, which is my birthday. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. That's sad. I don't know why I have to apologize. Yeah. I feel it's like not I have to apologize fault. for everything. No. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, does it sound sincere if I go, I'm sorry. I'm
0: so sorry. sorry. Yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. sorry.
1: But my eyes, like, one's closed. <laughs> it's so dismissive. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and you got to leave your mouth open. Okay. So on March 30th, however, his personal physician, Dr. Carl A. Meyer, revealed that the primary cause of Sir Max's death was ulcer- ulcerative, ulcerative colitis commenting quote the mayor would have recovered from the bullet wound had it not been for the complications of colitis the autopsy disclosed the wound had healed the other complications were not directly due to the bullet wound oh. end quote. so cl- uh, ulcerative colitis is an inflammatory inflammatory bowel disease that causes inflammation and ulcers in your digestive yeah. digestive tract so ah because ah.
0: he might be like bleeding because it, yeah, it wasn't ulcers yeah are bleeding and it wasn't and heal- healing
1: yeah. Sir Mac was, and also feels like that's of the time. Yeah. You know, men are eating shitty and like gross well and, and drinking. Stressed out. And like, and yeah, I'm this stressed guy's out. all, yeah. Surmac was interned at a, in a mausoleum at the Bohemian National Cemetery in Chicago. The mayor's death was followed by a struggle for succession, both Ooh. to his party chairmanship and for the mayor's office. A plaque honoring Sir Mac still lies at the site of assassination at the <gasps> ba- Miami's Bayfront Park. I've never, I didn't. I have We never gotta go, we gotta go, we yeah, gotta now go. we gotta go. take, gotta gotta take go. a trip. It is inscribed. We'll take the push- bright line
0: down. All right maybe hopefully
1: we don't hit any people on the way but oh <laughs> that was terrible it is inscribed with sir max helchworth that's the, that's what justin told us justin was on the bright line yeah. drinking champagne with with alfredo and some friends and they hit somebody on the way down to miami yeah. and they were drinking champagne and it went and they were like what happened and the train stopped and they looked out the window and justin saying to this woman out there like what happened and this woman went to him
0: oh my like god like somebody was
1: killed And he's like, I put my champagne down because I don't feel like we
0: should be drinking anymore. Right. (laughs) I think Alfredo kept drinking, by the way. I think Alfredo was like, ooh, we gotta go to Miami. Well, listen, maybe you have to numb the pain because I would be freaked out. Yeah, I'd be like, where's
1: that bottle? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yes. So, um... Uh, this plaque is inscribed with Cermak's alleged words to Roosevelt uh, after he was shot, saying, I'm glad it was me instead of you. Following Cermak's death, 22nd Street, a major east west artery that traversed uh, Chicago's west side and the close in sur- suburbs of Cicero and Berwyn, areas were uh, with significant Czech populations, was renamed Cermak Road. In 1943, a Liberty ship, the SS AJ Cermak, was wow. named in Cermak's uh, honor. Crazy, right? Okay, so let's talk about the aftermath with Sangara. Uh-oh,
0: because basically,
1: basically he's crazy. Like, I don't think anybody hired him. If the mafia right. wants to kill somebody, you'll be dead. They'll wait right. till you come to sh- back to Chicago. They know those streets. Right. And they'll kill you there and get away with it. We know that Valentine's Day massacre, like, they're right. not,
0: we, they're, you know oh, what I mean? But there was, like, a mob presence in Miami.
1: Yeah, so I don't so think they're going to hire a crazy person. No. Like, if you want the job done, get it done by somebody who can get it done. Not somebody who's like... Fucking Looney right. Tunes, which this guy was Looney Tunes. Oh, okay. yeah. So Zangara confessed in the Dade County Courthouse jail, stating, wild. "quote I have the gun in my hand. I kill kings and presidents first, and next all capitalists." End oh. quote. Well, he pleaded, "I, mean, <laughs> I don't have. A if you are gonna have a <laughs> motto, baby. <laughs> and by the way, you killing capitalists? Yeah. Welcome to America. <laughs> They're on every street corner. Maybe, you can't throw a fucking maybe, uh, rock without hitting a goddamn yeah. capitalist
0: here. Maybe instead kill capitalism." that's... By capitalism. Kill the idea. Yes. Kill (laughs) the movement. people. Yeah, leave this motherfucker alone.
1: (laughs) Zangara, okay, so he pleaded guilty to four counts of attempted murder and was sentenced to 80 years in prison. So this was for the four people that were hit with the bullets, right? Um, As he was led out of the courtroom, Zangara told the judge, quote, four times 20 is 80. Oh, "Oh, judge,
0: don't be stingy. Give me 100 years, end quote. Wow. All right, he's nuts. Yeah. Come on, everybody. Oh, he's like, well, what does it matter now? You got 80, what's a 100. But also coming out.
1: Also, he learned his multiplication. (laughs) He knows his times tables, bitch. (laughs) Don't test me. I know what (laughs) twenty times four is. Oh my god. Sangara was prompt uh, promptly (laughs) (laughs) indicated. Sangara, which seems important at the time. Yes, I'm a murderer, but also I can do my maths. Yes. And the maths is not mathing. Zangara was promptly indicted for first-degree murder in Sir Max's death. Uh, because, because Zangara had intended to commit murder, the fact that he intended tar- his intended target may not have been the man he ultimately killed, uh, that was not relevant as he would still be guilty of first-degree murder right. under the doctrine of transferred intent. There were worries that Zangara's defense would argue that Sir Max's death was not a result of his bullet injury, oh right? Oh, like because okay. of the, uh, the colitis, the colitis yeah. you know? Um, A theory questioned whether Cermak's death was caused by medical malpractice um, on the part of the doctors that were treating him. In the end, he pleaded guilty to the additional murder charge and was sentenced to death by Circuit County Judge Uli Thompson. Wow. Zangara said after hearing the sentence, quote, You give me electric chair. I know afraid of that chair. You, one of capitalists, you is crook man too. Put me in electric chair. I no care, end quote. This is all like exclamation point, exclamation point. So, I don't care. You know what I mean? He's, he's out there. Mm-hmm. Under Florida law, a convicted murderer could not share cell space with another prisoner before his execution, but another convic- convicted murderer was already awaiting execution in Ra- at Rayford. Zangara's sentence pr- uh, required prison officials to expand their waiting area for prisoners sentenced to death, and the death cell became Death Row. Wow.
0: Wait a minute. This, this is, is, the is when first Death time Row it became <gasps>
1: Florida. <gasps> Wild. After oh. spending only 10 days on death row, which is another crazy thing. Yeah, because
0: now it's you're on there for years.
1: Zangara, who refused to appeal his sentence, which of course always drags yeah. out, was executed on March 20th, 1933 in Old Sparky, the wow. electric chair at Florida State Prison in Rayford. Oh. Zangara became enraged when he learned no newsreel cameras would be filming his final moments. Wow.
0: He just, he wanted notoriety. Yeah. His final
1: notoriety. Yeah. His final statement was, quote, Viva Italia. Goodbye to all poor peoples everywhere. Push the button. Go ahead. Push the button. End quote. <laughs> like, what the fuck's happening <gasps> to make you go like, just fucking kill me. I'm good.
0: Wow. Like, I'm good. Wow. That's, the, the, this story is Crazy. I but feel like scary. when you die, your last words going to be like "Viva Italia." Latina's yeah. going to be like dying. Yeah. <laughs> Viva Italia, girl." But, but the fact <laughs> that he's like push the button—I mean, yeah, how scary, dude! That chair—we just talked about this Ooh. a couple weeks ago. Remember?
1: It's a scary looking chair. Maybe yes. I, you know what? I—I I don't have it in my photos right now, but I will. I'll include it. It look—it's like a wooden chair, mm-hmm. and then they put this like almost like an upside. Like they put a steel bowl on yeah. your head, well, <sighs> and fry you,
0: yeah. I think they're supposed to, I believe, um, like tape. Aren't they supposed to like tape your eyes? I mean, you everything happens. You lose yeah. your, you uh, lose the, f-
1: like being able to like. Everything. Uh, you it evacuate, it's right? It's everything. It's did, um, now I'm trying to remember, so did Ted Bundy die in that chair or was he killed with like
0: chemicals? With lethal
1: injection? Yeah. I don't know. Let me look real quick.
0: So, this story, so I just watched last night. He died in the
1: electric chair. Oh. January 24th, 1989. I remember that. I remember that. I too. was in fifth fucking grade. And I, know, I, remember, I remember being at school and they saying, Ted Bundy's going to be electrocuted yeah. this morning.
0: Yeah. Not the teachers, but like no, on, no, the no, no. on the radio on the way to yeah, school. Yeah, yeah. I remember like the news covering it. And the
1: time. Remember, it was early in the morning. And like, I, I remember thinking, Ted Bundy's dead right now. Ugh. Girl, that Murderino in fifth
0: grade. Yes, girl. <laughs> so I've been watching, um, it's a three-part series on Apple. I started it last oh. night with my son. And what is this? It's, it's a John Lennon, Murder Without a Trial. Ooh. I got to tell you, like, uh, so first, okay, oh. I want to give the caveat that I've been emotional lately. Girl, move <laughs> over, bitch. And, uh, move over. So I'm watching <laughs> this, and like, you know, what do I know? I don't know John Lennon. Oh, I don't no, 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 no. But no, watching, no. like. No, 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 The de- the. the Oh the thing that was like the saddest is there were the the people who were there that day the 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 concierge who's at that hotel every day that knew him yeah apartment building and yeah. and um you know just other like the doorman like all these different people and and going back to that idea of like the, the doing one little thing like this one guy goes I I I normally did this and I didn't do it that day and this other his best friend was like I normally ride home with him and I didn't that day. And I was wondering if I would have ridden home, would I have seen him? Would oh I have? God, who you know, knows? And, all of it, and they're all crying. Yeah. They're all sobbing. And, and cause they feel so much guilt. Oh, uh, so genius. A genius so was stolen from oh us. Oh, my God. I mean, it, c- it goes into like, it, it, they talk to the nurses at the hospital. The ER doctor wow. worked on him. Like, all I the I don't people, know if I could watch that. Uh, it's It is so hard to watch. But then um, now they're dealing with um, the police detectives and the people who who mm. were dealing with uh, Mark David Ugh, Chapman, this the fucking taxi lo- driver, hard. the taxi driver that saw it happen. He goes, "I was waiting there," and he goes, "Oh, this is where John Lennon lives." And he was bringing a fare there, and he goes, "Oh, I've never seen him in person before. Like this could be my chance to see him." Didn't he have his album? Like he wanted an autograph. Didn't he get an autograph from he him early in, the day? in the day? Yeah, but now this is at night, and so the taxi <sighs> driver's like there. And he, and, he, and he sees it happen, and he goes, I thought it was a movie. He goes, I thought that, like, maybe they were shooting a scene from a movie, like, because he couldn't believe what his eyes right. were seeing. Yes! And, then he, and he's like, and I looked around, and there were no cameras and lights, and he goes, oh, my God, this is real. Oh, my God. You know? And, like, oh, wi- wild. But now, like, they're showing footage of uh, Mark David Chapman's wife and, like, footage of him calling the wife from the jail and, like, it talking to, it's so interesting, but it's, it's such a loss, and like it's <sighs> such a loss. But now, and, and it's, also it's also talking about like what Yoko Ono did, oh. and then they f- and then they show like, um, uh, uh, Ringo like leaving, like he had gone, you know, um, and because he, and I guess, and John were like, I think the closest out of all of them, and he's like trying to leave, and he's like, you know, everybody's out there, like, oh, I love the Beatles, I love this song, I love, and he's like, I don't care about that, like that was my one of my best friends, right. Like, That's my band, like, yeah. leave me alone, yeah, you know, like. Wild, it was really good.
1: Yeah, it was. So a I have huge the last part to see. There's so many artists like that that will like. What? What? What, what do we? What? Do we, what would we have gotten from them? Right. A Kurt Cobain, even or right. Marvin Gaye. Oh my God. Like it's just so many people who are tragically wow. lost
0: that and we never know. And my son, you know, because he is a huge yeah. Be- I mean, huge. Like he knows. Like, He's mad at me that I didn't like that song, I know. the new song. <laughs> well, and he also knows like like the old, like Beatles songs yes. that nobody yes. knows. Yes. Where he's like, are you a real Beatles fan? What about this? And I'm like, I don't know. What's the title? Th-? I'm like, I don't know. He, please so tell <laughs> me not to become one of those people. So, so we're watching. And he's like, did you know that there was another person on Mark David Chapman's list? And I said, I didn't know oh this. Wait.
1: It wait. I think I do know this. Do you know this? It was
0: David Bowie. Wait, maybe I did know that. Oh, I did not know that. And I was like, imagine, like. Like imagine <laughs> well <laughs> and then the, nur- the so now the nurses said that when he passed uh when they were in they walked out of the er and imagine was playing
1: oh yeah i did to see i saw that on a news thing i saw that i saw I that like, i saw it on um, like the muzak right yeah yeah listen yeah, yeah. i it has got to be one of the greatest losses uh
0: as far as music and like no. influence
1: of right. peace
0: and like people it's it just even the detective like you know, wh- like when they first saw him and then someone goes, that's John Lennon. And he's like, what? And then in the ER, someone's like, that looks like John Lennon. And then they're like, no, no, no. And then they look in his wallet, They're like, holy shit. You know, like imagine that, like just. Oh, it was good. Yeah. I still have the last part to see, but I it's I was like crying. <laughs> like,
1: No, he's he's uh it was a
0: lot. And it's like why do we care? Why do we care about these, also, these musicians no, and no, people no, no, that no, have no, no, no connection no, no, no. to us? No, 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 no. But no, it's no, like music. It's, no, like, it's yes. It's, it's 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 my god. Like and the people that have you can hate the Beatles all you want. But my god, what brilliant minds. No, 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 no. And what talent. They're not just people.
1: Listen. i listen. Mark David Chapman's a lunatic, but like right. to go so far. I don't think that Phoebe Bridges is my best friend right that would be insanity right but to know that I've connected and can relate to the music to the things yeah. that she says br- makes you feel close in that way and you feel protective of that artist or whatever
0: well like the absolutely connects, and the music connects to so many different moments and emotions and, and who yeah, you I are mean, and I how you hear, feel I will hear a song and I'm like oh god I remember being here yes. with this, you know and and I think that's the thing with music. It's like it connects to so many. Yes, th- for people who love music, like that, it connects to all these different moments. It's in a your trigger. Life, it can trigger you, and you're like, man. Like I will cry sometimes because it'll bring up a memory. You know, like,
1: ugh. forget it. It's the greatest gift we've ever been yes. given. It is, and and, it's and a to gift. see
0: to see someone who, you know, was about to come back and and be like sort of his own thing outside of this group that was this phenomenal force in his life. You know. And to come back and like be your own artist and and and, and have this moment. But also he's a family he has a family. Oh his his son was so small. His little one, yeah. You know, it's yeah, it's
1: just so fucking sad. No, it's terrible. But even Julian, who had his dad here and there and wasn't really around because he was with the Beatles, didn't get to have that sort of connection with his
0: father. It's terrible. Listen, it's terrible. But anyway, well, I went to If you haven't see, seen
1: it, see it. Uh, I was telling you that I saw Godzilla minus one last night. What does minus one mean? I, I don't, don't know. My it. son and I are still trying to figure it out. But let me tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you something right now. My son's obsessed with these like Godzilla sort yeah. of ancient monster movies. Anyway, this movie is so fucking good. It's Japanese. <gasps> it's subtitled. Oh, it's well, emotional. Here we go. There's a love story intertwined in it. It's uh it is a broken man
0: original godzilla yes it's
1: yeah let me tell you one of the best movies i've ever fucking seen what girl i and you know i went into it i was like all right right, we'll go see godzilla the whole time i'm grabbing my son i'm like oh my god oh my god and then there's this end part where i'm like crying it is so fucking good it is so fucking good Uh, and like just you know, again, a community coming together to yes. take down this fucking monster Let's is go. like the fucking thing. And everybody's upset. Everybody's sad. It's right after World War uh, Two. One, two. What are we talking about? I don't. I don't. Japanese. Know. Uh, it's got to be two. I, I. I don't know.
0: No, I don't know the setting. It doesn't matter.
1: Nineteen forty-six. Oh, World War Two. Okay. That's what my son was (laughs) telling me. I'm like, I don't know. I always get those two confused. (laughs) Um, But the whole area is destroyed anyway from bombings and uh, Americans dropping bombs or whatever. So then now they've got to come together and fight this fucking monster. It's so good. But it's so good, too, because it is like original Godzilla where the monster moves like this. Yes, (laughs) yes. Do you remember watching those movies as a kid? I love them. Watching them walking this, I was like, I'm like, all right. So he's knocking some buildings over. Who gives a fuck? But then he gets his heat ray where he's fucking like, like, oh, my God. And my son goes, he's got to recharge. And I'm like, wait, what's happening? It's so good. You got to see it. I can't wait. You have
0: to. One of the best movies of the year. Okay. You know what? My youngest would be all about this movie. He
1: would love it. It's and it was so entertaining, and there's slow moving parts, but it really builds these characters, and you get to the part like the other thing that I really loved about it. This is not really a spoiler, but like you know how you it's it's a monster movie, and you got to kind of wait a couple beats to like where's the fucking monster, right? This fucker's in there the first five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Godzilla shows up, and I'm like, oh, I'm like, what already? Like we're here. Oh, we get. (laughs) <laughs> good dude it's so there's no build good. up he's yeah. just like
0: boom and he's getting scene. hit
1: with shit and my son's like this is how he recharges i'm like what like you can't kill him he's just he just builds on that like every time you hit him with a bomb it makes him stronger Ooh. i'm like how the fuck do we get rid of this <laughs> so fucking good. i can't wait to see this godzilla go see godzilla all it's right it is to die for Aww. loved it anyway let's go all right okay so we, oh here's the thing we are going to have one more uh, new episode that will come out on December 20th. And then on the 27th, we are going to be doing a wrap-up with our executive producer. We'll be in the studio. Yes, A.K.A. Live. my house. A.K.A. Live. my dining room. Live. A live. No more bobblehead. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have the real fucking thing. Yes. And uh, we're going to talk about our favorite stories that we covered this year. And we're going to do like, a- T- who's political the b- things yeah best best yeah. political stories of the year and also yeah. like winners and losers in politics in 2023 yes so make sure you're staying tuned thank you for listening yes thank you Aww. we love you we love you so much we love you so much. you're so lovely <laughs> 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 all right well Alright. can you get 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 don't i don't even want to look tina in the eye because i'm afraid i'm going to get uh
0: the, the mal- Costa, ki- Costa Nostra is going to come at me. Are you telling me I'm going to give you the Moloch? Are you going to give me the mal- I'm not going to do that. I would never give them a look. Not to you. Okay. <laughs> I have a list, though, that I'd like to give you. Here's my okay. list of people that I need <laughs> give them a look, a look to. <laughs> I'm starting a list. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. I'll see you next week. Okay. Bye. Bye. If you want to see any photos or take a deeper dive into our stories, please go to our website, www.themuckpodcast.com. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Muck Podcast and on our Twitter at Muck Podcast.
1: To support the Muck Podcast, please visit our Patreon page. We have three levels of support with exclusive content Muckraker, Policy Wonk, or Bleeding Heart. We can't do this without you.